Welcome to Race Time Radio. Sure, hope you had a great weekend. I am Joe Chisholm along with Joe Chisholm Jr. right here in the Race Time Radio studio coming off the 54th Annual Snowball Derby. God, I hope you guys seen that on Race of America. What a tremendous uh, three, four days we had, Junior, uh, watching it on Racing America. What a show. What a snowball derby. Yep. It's uh, it, it's the the greatest short track race for a reason. Oh, and uh, this year did not disappoint. I know, uh, uh, you know, over the last uh, the last few years, uh, this this race is gaining traction. Uh, tough to imagine because it's always been king of the heap, <laughs> right, or, or top of the heap uh, when it comes time for uh, for biggest short track races. But uh, uh, man, it it continues to become uh, a, a, a just a magnificent event. And uh, you know, it was it was great to watch. Um, more Canadian involvement than we've seen in recent years, yeah. uh, by a long shot. Um, lots of great talent from north of the border. Uh, obviously, the biggest names in short track racing, um, you know, in, in late model racing. Um, and and as well, a, a number of cup superstars uh, being involved in uh, truck and, and ARCA development drivers. Um, you know, Xfinity uh, drivers, just a, uh, a, a a who's who of short track racing, going for the crown, trying to kiss that Tom Dawson trophy, and uh, you know, it's it's what time is it? Eight oh one p.m. Yeah. Eastern Standard Time, and we're still waiting on who won this race. Um, it's still, uh, you know, the the race is still ongoing, just a lot slower pace. Uh, sitting there in the tech shed in the room of doom uh we're still waiting to find out who uh, is the official winner of go. the snowball derby yeah uh, but that being said um this race has been lost a number of times in that in that room of doom yeah. um and uh you know it's it's definitely um you know one of the most scrutinized uh short track wins if you if you walk out of there the official winner of the snowball derby it is a massive accomplishment as a driver. It's a massive accomplishment as a team, um, and and really, it's uh, you know just just making it in the show is an accomplishment in its own. So, um, just a, a wild weekend of racing. I know you know, uh, of course, the snowball derby is the is the you know the 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 main ticket item, if you will, uh, is the feature event of the weekend. Of course, that happens on the Sunday, but um, we took in a pile of racing this week uh, uh, and and a pile of coverage as well for practice and qualifying leading up to it with some undercard divisions including the the modifieds the uh, mod- modifieds of mayhem if you will uh the pure stocks the trucks the uh of course the snowflake 100 and uh the demolition i mean the outlaw um <laughs> the outlaw cars that we seen yesterday oh, wow. 
wow. everybody that uh, caught that. I, it was not a slip of the tongue. They <laughs> wrecked some serious stuff uh, in that outlaw division this this week, and uh, uh, just a, a wild week of racing. Um, you know, it, it's got every bit of excitement from the drop of the green flag of the first practice session on on you know Thursday. Uh, to the checkered flag of the Snowball Derby, it's got that Speed Week, you know, feel to it. It's, it sure it's does. It's constant uh, on-track action. Four days. The big names are on track all week. Um, just a, a tremendous amount of racing and, and a, a tremendous amount of practice time and uh, effort goes into getting that qualifying spot, getting into that feature, uh, getting through the last chance qualifier, all those things. Uh, just a uh, a wicked event. So I had a lot of fun watching. How it. about Thursday? Got to touch on that truck wreck that mm-hmm. happened on Thursday night. Uh, unlike today's Snowball Derby, what do we have? One caution for an actual uh, on-track incident. The other ones were uh, competition yellows. Uh, not so in that truck race Thursday night. Man, oh, man, is that young driver ever lucky to be uh, walking around. They had words with him last night on the front stretch at Five Flags Speedway. Uh, great to see him back out at the Speedway. He had a broken uh, vertebrae in his neck. Um, but, man, what a scary crash. If you haven't seen that yet, uh, you got to go online and uh, have a look around. I'll tell you what, that was one scary crash. Good to see everybody's okay. Yeah, definitely. And and there was numerous events, uh, you know, over the course of the weekend that, uh, uh, you know, that, that place, you're hauling the mail. There's, uh, there's a tremendous amount of speed uh, that's built up around that half mile. Uh, just a, uh, you know, uh, definitely a scary deal. Uh, the driver of that truck, Hunter Johnson, of course, uh, did sustain a little bit of damage to himself. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think, that, like, all all things aside... If that was five years ago, if that was eight years ago, oh. that's a whole different ball game. Oh, he'd be, I think, he'd uh, be uh, smelling candles. Yeah, and I think flowers. so. You yeah, know, when yeah, you yeah. when you think about the the advancements of the safety gear, um, you know, inside racing vehicles um, of all kinds, whether it be the lowest division that's at at a big event or the the top tier division, uh, these full containment seats and Hans devices and the the advancements that we see out of the the, the helmet gear. I know I've seen a photo of the actual top of, of Hunter Johnson's helmet um, where, you know, the top of his head hit the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, of course, the cave, the, the roll cage in. Um, really absorbed the impact uh, and, and allowed him to walk away from it. But uh, still, um, you know, it's scary. Any Anytime anything penetrates into that cockpit of the driver, uh, definitely a, uh, a scary incident. And, uh, you know, one that, uh, you know, was echoed as a scary incident by everybody that's seen it. But also, you know, kind of jeered upon by by everybody watching as well as kind of one of those incidents where, you know, there was definitely some avoidable things that happened. And, uh, uh, you know, it's tough to watch when a, when a driver, uh, you know, loses control and wrecks. But it's, it's another thing when when there is, you know, blatant contact and mm-hmm. um, and, you know, it, it, we weren't driving the truck. You can't say that it was intentional. Nobody can uh, other than the driver of the, the vehicle that made the contact. Well, coming down um, to the but, end of the race, but coming too, down right? to the end of the race yeah. and not lifting and all of those things came into play. Um, just it, it, it's a reminder that, you know, a half mile racetrack is just as dangerous as Daytona. Oh. A half 
Half Mile Absolutely. Racetrack is just as dangerous as uh, as Talladega or or you know any of the other racetracks that are marquee in the world um, and and known for the speed. Um, you know, any time that you put racing vehicles in in a tight you know scenario like that it can cause some detrimental stuff to happen and and you know we we need those wake up calls and and uh there needs to be uh you know advancements made to both the vehicles still and and uh as well to to the track itself yeah sure does one hour show tonight we got lots coming up let me tell you uh we had five canadians down at five flag speedways uh five flags speedway and uh they, into the snowflake 100 into the Snowball Derby. We're going to get to at least two of the drivers that fared out real well. we got Trey Lapsovich coming on tonight. Uh, he's, of course, from Ontario, ran APC and Pinties this year, and we'll also hear from Austin McDonald, driver of the 13, from Nova Scotia, pick two Nova Scotia, I do believe. Uh, Austin's going to join the show. Both of those guys made it into the show, had slightly different results, but we'll get to that. Also... Uh, Tracy Hoskins. Uh, every year come the Snowball Derby, uh, Tracy has been down at uh, Five Flags Speedway and uh, always taking care of Race Time Radio, sending us back picks, keeping us up to date on happenings right in the pit area throughout the course of the weekend. And uh, she is guest number one tonight on this show. I uh, want to bring Tracy on, first of all, to say thanks for everything and to find out uh, maybe some of the stuff we didn't see on the pay-per-view this weekend. Let's welcome Ren Tracy. What's going on? How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you guys tonight? Fantastic. Well, four days, probably even longer than that for you. You've been down uh, stateside for a little bit. How did the weekend go? Weekend, I'll say, it, to be honest, it was gorgeous. It's the first time for the Derby that, you know, it hasn't rained um, and that we've had sunshine and hot weather all weekend long, so it was it was a perfect weekend for racing. Um, definitely long, as, as it always is, but uh, it was great. It was a great weekend. Tracy, uh, and it's about time that uh, you know everybody at Five Flags finally got a nice weekend. Uh, they they are definitely owed that. Uh, it was great to see. But I know you're down there each and every year. Uh, you have been for a number of years. How many years have you been going to the Derby? Um. I'd say my first derby was back in 2011. Um, so it's, it's been a while. Um, I missed a couple of years here and there, but um, for the last probably four or five years consecutively, I've been down there. Yeah, and, you know, for those that don't know, Tracy is embedded, really, uh, with Augie Grill, uh, driver of the 112 uh, Augie, was in pretty well everything this weekend. He, was, well, he wasn't in the derby, though, was he? No, he we didn't bring the we didn't bring the snow, snowball derby car down this weekend. Um, he just raced the modified in the snowflake last night. Man, if he didn't have, uh, he's got no luck at all, other than bad <laughs> luck. Uh, he had two good race cars. The modified was running real good, uh, and then it sort of went south on him. And then, of course, last night in the Snowflake 100, again, a real good, strong 112. And then uh, I think he bounced it off the fence there. Uh, he, how was Augie? Kind of dejected? Or was he just, you know, it's one of those things? It's kind of just one of those things. So he did bounce it off the wall a little bit, um, but he actually broke the left front hub um, in the front there. So $90 part broke and kind of put an end to his night early last night, but... 
what do you do? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> so you can do. Unfortunately, it happens and just kind of sucks. Yeah, when parts break, they break, Junior. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> Tracy, obviously, uh, you know, one of the, the you know, the, the the things about the Derby is the atmosphere of the event, you know, uh, the entire weekend. Um, and it seems like every year that we talk to you, we get kind of a sense of, of what the atmosphere was like, whether it was energetic, whether the fans were happy. Obviously, the weather was great. Uh, so that definitely contributes to it. Um, there was a little bit more animosity, I guess you could say, this year than, than in, in the past couple years where where drivers were mad at each other and crews were mad at each other. I know it seems like one race uh, out of the week at the Snowball Derby, usually there's uh, the tempers flare up pretty good. Uh, uh, whether it be for you know a guy being moved or a guy being wrecked or or what have you, uh, it seemed like this year there was more animosity at uh, at Five Flag Speedway than normal. Uh, and and do you feel that there was a little bit more you know a, a little bit more of a chip on the shoulder for everybody this year heading into the into the Derby Week, uh, or or what was the atmosphere like from from the fan side of you? Um, I say to start off with the fans. I mean, you walk into Five Flags Speedway on Derby Day, and it makes you, it gives you chills. Like, you know, walking in front of the grandstands this morning, you know, going down to the pit to just the energetic, the music that's happening, the driver intro music, just, you know, and access to drivers and access to cars where fans can go and they can watch tech and they can be on pit road and they can be on the front stretch. And just the atmosphere itself when you walk in on Derby Day and just the entire weekend – is mind-blowing it, it's not something that i don't know that i've ever really experienced in except for at the derby um and just it and honestly it, it gives me chills um so on the fan side of perspective it's always it's always fantastic um in terms of drivers i think a lot of drivers have had a frustrating season or a lot of top runner drivers have had a frustrating season and i know that with covid the lack of races, um, you know, the, the issues with tires and getting tires of canceled races um, and different things like that. So you have a lot of guys who are just, who are really hungry and really, really want that win. Um, and of course, you know, that brings a whole other aspect of things to create kind of that chip on the shoulder where they may be more on edge, where they may, you know, go in battle and, and head to head and, you know, right from wrong and, you know, just, should people be moved and should not people be moved and, and different things like that. But um, definitely quite a, a different aspect, I'll say, for drivers this year. And I think it's just, you know, over the last year and a bit, just the lack of racing. Um, I think that's kind of played a tribute to that. Noah Gregson definitely got some uh, interest last night, I guess you would say. Uh, it seemed mm-hmm. like Joanna Long was uh, definitely upset. She hit the fence. But were there more teams than just Joanna that were uh, picking on poor uh, Mr. Gregson? I think so. And, I mean, you you know, Derek Griffith, he, he's a buddy of, of Noah. And, and we've all hung out and into things like that. And it's just, did you really have to stick it in there three wide, you know, with 18 laps to go? Probably not. And... And I know that, you know, everybody's going for, for that win. But should he or shouldn't he have, you know, that's only, that's for Noah. He was the one who was driving. So, it's kind of one of those catch-22. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. It I, worked. I, I, I <laughs> could just see the interaction sort of in the background. And it looked like, oh, boy, Noah's going to have some fun here tonight at uh, Five Flags. But, uh, hey, that's that's what happens when you're a big name. 
and you come in, mm-hmm. even if he didn't do anything wrong, they'd want to pick on him. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it is hard because you do have different NASCAR guys and, you know, who, who keep coming back to this race for different reasons. Um, you know, Ryan Priest, he just he wanted to win it. He wanted to prove that he could win it. You know, that's why he's in that car this weekend and, and different things like that. So drivers, just they keep coming back, and it's not – you know, it's hard because you have the other guys who, who race this series locally um, all year round, and then you all of a sudden have this NASCAR star in here that, you know, wants to just kind of take over and win, and then it's just like, oh, well, that sucks. It's, it's really quick to throw, hey, they have money, they can do it kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And I will point this out. It worked for Noah Gregson in the last chance qualifier. He did the exact same move to get the lead of that LCQ. Uh, you know, pulled over at the, right after the line and threw it in there, made it three wide and, and, and drove away with the lead. Uh, it, and then, and then the exact same move in the race. It didn't, it didn't work out that way. And, and, uh, a bunch of stuff got tore up. So, I mean, that's the excitement of it. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen at, at the snowflake or, or any of the races that are down there. Tracy, thanks so much for, uh, you know, filling us in and, and bringing us up to speed and have a safe trip back here. I will tell you, we just got a foot of snow. Uh, we're planning on getting 25 more centimeters. So uh, uh, enjoy it while you're down there, but uh, you're coming home to some cold stuff. So have some fun. Oh, perfect. I love to hear that. <laughs> uh, Tracy, I uh, can't thank you enough. Uh, all the photos and everything, uh, everything that we put out on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, that was all compliments of uh, Tracy Hoskins. She is our race time radio across the border reporter. <laughs> good stuff, Trace. Thanks a million. You're welcome. Have a good night, guys. You betcha. Tracy Hoskins, always a good friend of race time radio. Uh, uh, she honestly, from Thursday night on, uh, just kept sending me stuff. And uh, I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. She always does that. Uh, she'll be down to other races there with Augie Grill and uh, down in the south. It's kind of cool when she's down there and we got Canadian involvement because uh, she'll always keep us up to date. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, Trayton Lapsovich was down there. He ran the Snowflake 100, came home with a 14th place finish for his first trip to the uh, uh, famed Five Flag Speedway. We're going to grab Trayton and get him on the hotline. Stay with us. Hey, race fans. Donald Chisholm from Riverside Speedway in Nova Scotia, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. The NBA is back. He threw it down for the stars. Hear every game on Sirius XM and your hometown announcers on the SXM app. Giannis in attack mode. Baseline lifting, shooting, going, he hit it. As Giannis and the Bucks look to defend their title, the experts on NBA radio, Channel 86, will tell you what it's going to take. This is historic stuff. He went from a really nice player to an unstoppable offensive force. Don't miss a moment with Sirius XM and the SXM app. Yes! Free for most subscribers. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. 
people you might call neighbors. We'll be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Got all Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. <laughs> Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Uh, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Spanning the world of motorsports to bring you the most comprehensive coverage around. This is Race Time Radio with your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Well, of course, we're just on the other side of the Snowball Derby. What a weekend, and uh, what a great weekend for the Canadian contingent that went down to run the Snowball Derby, the Snowflake 100. Uh, Our next guest is one that did head down south for his very first trip. Uh, His number, 32. His name, Trayton Lapsovich. We know him quite well up here in Canada. Uh, I... uh, Believe, Junior, a star is born south of the border. Trayton Lapsovich turned heads. Yeah, definitely turned heads. And, uh, you know, I, I got a text message right before we went on the air here. And, and I feel this is important to say leading into talking to Trayton Lapsovich because it, it pertains directly to him and the other Canadians that are involved. So J.R. Fitzpatrick texted me. And, you know, I find this to be a pretty fa- a powerful text. He said, I think this was a respected and much needed weekend for racing because Canadians were noticed. Yes. And they were. And recognized. I mean, mean, you know, I think that Racing America did a great job at spotlighting Canadians. Now, they had to perform in order to be in the spotlight. And, uh, you know, it's been a couple of years now. Cole Butcher kind of got the ball rolling. Canadian guy down there, Jared Butcher, then as well followed, you know, and and the Butchers, you know, made some hay down there. The Canadian teams involved, like the 13 King Racing, it's only been a couple of Canadians at a time. This time here, there's a big contingent, you know, five teams uh, with Canadian drivers, six if you count Cassius Clark in a Canadian team car. Um, you know, plus the Jones uh, 
Jones Construction Sponsorship on Noah Gregson. That's a Canadian involvement. Um, there's lots of Canadian involvement down there. And for him to send you know that text message, I agree with him wholeheartedly. Canadians were noticed, and this guy that's on the hotline here, Trayton Lapsovich, obviously been noticed up here in Canada for a couple of years. Him and his brother have been noticed. They're talented individuals, but uh, I tell you what, it was a big statement. Uh, every practice session, you guys hit the racetrack. Trayton, uh, you guys were noticed. Every time that you hit the racetrack, you were noticed, not just in practice, but in in qualifying and then as well in the race. Everybody knew you were there, my, my friend. Yeah, we were. Uh, it was definitely a successful weekend. Uh, we just wish we would have been able to show what we had in the race. But, uh, no, just to make the race, we achieved our first goal there. Um, you know, it's not easy to go down there. My first time in the States with the Prolate model, the first time that our, our chassis has seen any sort of racing in the States. So it, it's definitely tough to go down there against the best in America, in North America at that matter. How did you like the half mile of uh, Five Flags Speedway? What's the impression, bud? It's fast. Uh, it's you know I'd like to compare it to Jacosta, but the, the amount of speed you carry through the corner at Five Flags just was crazy to me. Honestly, um, I didn't realize how fast we were going in it until I got behind John DeAngelis there at practice, and I saw how much farther he was sending it into the corner, and I was like, "Wow." Yeah. Um, so I think I picked up a lot of speed following him, and uh, I, I was blown away. That's wild. Take us to qualifying. I, I know, I know, you had great, uh, you know, success, and and you were top of the board, or or you know, left side of the chart all weekend through practice. Uh, but uh, you know, you got a wicked draw going back to I guess Thursday night, or was that was that Wednesday night? Whenever the draw was, you got a wicked draw. Uh, late in the session, of course, uh, you know, basically exactly where you want to be for the draw uh, for when you go out for qualifying. Um, you know, you're sitting there, you watch everybody go, you watch the first 45 cars go. Uh, the car right in front of you rolls off, you know, pit lane, uh, goes out there and stuffs it in the fence. The only car to wreck. And then you had to sit there and wait for your turn to go. So take us back to that moment, sitting in the car and, uh, you know, it, it was like clockwork. There was momentum there, and then all of a sudden the, the world, you know, had to be put on pause for a second. What was that like, wearing the helmet, strapped into the car, ready to go for a pressure-packed qualifying session and uh, having to wait? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. Um, you know, we were we were prepared. I was ready to go inside the car. I was in the zone, and then, and then the guy before us goes out there and wrecks. So at that point, it felt like stuff was starting to stack against us. Um, we had a really good car for all our mock runs in practice, so we were expecting a good qualifying effort. And uh, as you said, we had a good draw there. Um, you know, right when I got out on the track after the guy wrecked, I could feel all the dirt and the, the rocks kicking up, and uh, we could see that there was there was fluid being dropped behind the car uh, through three and four as they towed him away there. So, um, it, you know, it, it was definitely some bad luck that we had. We uh, we really hoped that that draw was going to be good for us there. And come to find out after that, we were actually supposed to be before that car. Uh, they had messed up the order. Oh, no way, really? Yeah, no, man. That's tough. Hey, That's a tough pill to swallow your, right there. Your first lap, Trayton, you went out there, and they came on, and uh, I believe it was Jim Trado said, and that is a 
33rd. That's 33rd. Trayton's going to have to go more. He's going to have to go if he's going to make it into the field. And I could see you sliding. And I was going, man, that track is junk now. That is just, it's 100% not fair. Uh, you were, uh, you know, like sixth in practice. I'm expecting, you know, like you, you got a shot at the pole here. And then the second lap, boom, straight in. And uh, I can't remember. I think it was like 15th or yeah. something like that. I thought, way to go, kiddo. Uh, you, you know, you, that, that first lap was junk. Uh, but look at you come back on that second one. I thought, okay, we got we got the, it's game on now. That 32 car, that, that you're going to be uh, good in the race. And uh, I just thought, good on you. Did it feel wild in the car, too, that first lap? Well, the first lap, I was actually surprised to hear that I was 33rd after because that felt like a really good lap. And uh, and seeing how fast people were on their first lap, uh, I was expecting it to be pretty good. So um, in the car, I was thinking, well, that's a good first lap. So I think that that just put me in a good position. And then uh, we'll try and go harder on the second lap. But uh, I'm happy I had a good second lap as well because that that first lap definitely wasn't going to cut it. Well, it was awesome to watch you in the race. Uh, I can't tell you. It, it felt great. Three Canadians to uh, qualify for the Snowflake 100. All three is get in. Uh, no last-gen qualifier in that particular race for you guys. Uh, and it really, really put a brand-new dimension on watching that Snowflake 100. Uh, you guys stack up, man. It was awesome to see. Crew-wise, who did you take with you? Was it uh, all your normal uh, APC guys from up here? Or uh, what, what was it, a crew from down south? Who was it that was with you? Um, we had my dad. Uh, both my brothers were helping us out there. Uh, we had Bubby Reinhardt doing tires for us. Um, yeah, we Unfortunately, some of our APC crew didn't quite, uh, wasn't able to come, but uh, we, had, we had some support from the White Motorsports guys as well, David White there. Uh, it helped to make adjustments while we were trying to figure out the track. Uh, we didn't have a notebook going into the race. So it was all kind of figuring out as we go. And um, I think we made a lot of good strides through practice. We were actually we were pretty fast right off the bat, and uh, we were able to figure out some stuff for mock qualifying and, uh, and also uh, on the long run as well and, and make some adjustments that uh, definitely helped us going into Saturday. Uh, it was unfortunate that we had that part failure right at the start of the race because we didn't really get to show what we had in the race, and uh, and all through practice, we were really consistent in our race runs. So uh, we had really high hopes leading up to the race, as long as we could make it into the race. Um, honestly, qualifying was our biggest worry heading in, into the whole weekend. Trayton, uh, uh, obviously you, you had the chance to work with David White and White Motorsports and WMI. Uh, we heard that name a lot tossed around in, in 2021 north of the border here in Canada. Uh, of course, you going to Victory Lane in the APC Series and uh, doing all the stuff that you did with, with Whitey. Um, it, it seemed like, uh, you know, heading in there, you touched on it leading into it. Uh, his stuff has never seen the, the uh, north or the south of the border. Uh, his stuff had never turned any laps down that way. Um, and you guys were basically the guinea pigs, the you and the nine car, both in WMI equipment. Um, it, talk a little bit about uh, a scorecard, if you will. Uh, give give a scorecard on, on working with WMI over the course of the year. Obviously, you guys had some, some great success, but uh, uh, I, I would have to rank you guys pretty, pretty good um, throughout the course of the year um, and, and really – you know, in the first year of a, of a relationship like that, it seemed like there was a lot of gelling and, and, uh, and a lot of good results from, uh, from working with him. Yeah. I mean, we, we were really fast everywhere we went this year, um, but we also had a bad luck, a lot of bad luck that was really just out of our hands. Um, 
finally everything came together at Delaware there and we were able to pick up the win. But, uh, no, it, it was a great learning experience, um, you know, working with, with David there. Uh, we both learned a lot. Um, I think, uh, I think going down the Snowflake 100 also uh, was a great learning opportunity for all of us as well. I think we made good strides on the car that on the car there that we can actually apply to the uh, coming back up to the APC series next season as well. We're with Trayton Lapsovich tonight. He finished up 14th in the snowball, uh, or not the snowball derby, the Snowflake 100 uh, on Saturday night. Uh, did you get a chance to uh, meet up with Jarrett Butcher, Cole Butcher, uh, the other guys from Canada? I know they're from. Nova Scotia, and, you know, you're from Ontario, but did you get a chance to see some of the other guys from Canada that are, uh, you know, living on the other end of the country, but you guys feel like one down there? Maybe not. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Can I you hear us? I think we are, lost Trayton. Are you there, buddy? <laughs> nope, we nope. lost him. He was smiling too big, and his cheek touched the the uh, hang-up button. That's that, what it was. That could be what That's it is. What it is. Hey, you know what? Talking about that, um, it, there is a lot of that camaraderie portion. When you go to a race like that, it's... Uh, you know, you do meet random people and, and, you know, you run into people from whether it be your home country or whether it be, you know, competitors that you're racing against or fans even, um, you know, I, I think back to being at speed week, you know, with Andrew and right. Or, or being at a racetrack. Eight days. You're uh, down, you're down this there. This way here. You're yep. there a weekend. I just it, wondered if they hooked it, up at all. Exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and would be interesting to, uh, to hear because it's uh, always by the sounds of it, we got them back on yeah, the line. There we go. Let's try them again. There we go Trayton we got you back hello I can't believe you'd hang up on us like that man have we got you back <laughs> yeah I'm here we're just we're just driving through Alabama here so uh, ah. signal's been going in and out a little you betcha so uh my question was uh, did you get a chance to meet up with the other guys from Canada I know they're from Nova Scotia with Austin McDonald and the Butcher Boys did you get a chance to meet up with those guys uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to any of them uh, I actually met up with Jared on the track though no <laughs> We were, we were racing around each other there a bit at the beginning, and uh, we got into each other a little, but uh, it was all good, and we were both able to keep going. You bet. Now, is this going to parlay itself? Uh, of course, we're heading into the off season here. This will be the last race in North America until uh, Speed Weeks rolls around. Are you thinking you're going to go down to Speed Weeks at all at New Smyrna, or are you just going to get prepared for what's next up here? Uh, I think Speed Weeks is a little out of the question for us. Um, it was, it was really good to go down south and see that we can be competitive. So uh, I think that's good news heading into the future and, and maybe seeing what else we can put together. But, um, no, we're really just looking forward to next year and, and building up a good schedule for ourselves. Well, I'll tell you what, you did us all proud up here. Triton, you did fantastic. Uh, I can only say, man, I can't wait to see what is next with your career. Uh, you guys, the Lapsovich family, uh, just tremendous for this sport, and congratulations on the success you had down there. I know you wanted to win it, bud, but, uh, man, you did a phenomenal job. Thanks a lot, guys. You betcha. We'll, uh, you have a safe drive home, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, you, we'll catch you after Christmas, guaranteed. Sounds good. You, you. you betcha. Trade Lapsovich there, the 32. We're going to hit this quick break. One hour show tonight, so we got to really get going here. Uh, Austin McDonald, also in that Snowflake 100. He's from Nova Scotia. He's going to join us next, right here on the hotline, live on Race Time. Stay with us. 
Hi, race fans. This is Brad Keselowski. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter. The NBA is back. He threw it down for the stars. Here every game on Sirius XM and your hometown announcers on the SXM app. Giannis in attack mode. Baseline lifting, shooting, goal, he hit it. Giannis and the Bucks look to defend their title. The experts on NBA Radio, Channel 86, will tell you what it's going to take. This is historic stuff. He went from a really nice player to an unstoppable offensive force. Don't miss a moment with SiriusXM and the SXM app. Yes! Free for most subscribers. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And we are back with you live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And uh, we are going right back to the hotline. Uh, The Snowflake 100 was on Saturday night. We had three Canadians in the field finishing up the best, the 54 of Jared Butcher. He's from Nova Scotia. Then Trayton Lapsovich, he finished up 14th. But another driver that was doing a dynamite job in that race until uh, trouble broke out, the number 13, Austin McDonald for King Racing. He joins us now on the hotline. What's going on, Austin? How are you, buddy? I'm good, guys. How are you guys doing? Not bad at all. Man, you had a dynamite race coming, man. You were coming. Oh, yeah. The car was just so good. Uh, we started out a little bit free and kind of worked through it. Uh, we pitted early, 40 laps in, there's a caution. And uh, when we came back out, the car was just really good. I had a lot of drive off, and uh, we just picked our way. We were up to, I think, 15th for that caution. And we got in that wreck, unfortunately. But I was really happy with the car and the whole performance, my first time being there. Um, the whole King Racing crew did a great job, and we just made everything kind of work, even qualifying. It all kind of kind of worked out good until that caution. Yeah, it sure did. Austin, they knew you were there, I can guarantee it. Uh, for your first trip down, what was your impression of that place? I love the racetrack, actually. Um, the speed of it, kind of the size, it's, it's similar to what I what I like to race, um, like a New Smyrna-sized track or Thompson, places like that where I tend to do pretty decent. Um, it's just really a fun track. 
a lot of great people there. We met some great drivers, and I mean, it's really nice to race against the best of the best all in one place. You want to believe it. Of course, the name McDonald, uh, you're Rolly McDonald's grandson, uh, so you got a good pedigree there. I bet you, uh, Grandpa had a lot of connections. Was he with you down there for the run? Uh, yes, he did come down. Um, yeah, he had a great time, too. Unfortunately, we did a super race, um, but it was still a great trip for all of us. I mean, he's been my biggest supporter in racing, him and my parents, my dad and my mom, since I started in Bandolero car. It's really great having them around, and my grandmother came down too. The whole, almost the whole family was down to support me, so it was a really good trip. That's a lot of fun, uh, Austin. Uh, you did touch on it a little bit. You didn't make the uh, the super race with Cassius Clark behind the wheel of the thirteen. Uh, both cars looked identical, uh, you know, white number thirteens uh, in the two different divisions. Uh, Cassius didn't have the qualifying effort that he wanted to have. But I tell you what, in that last chance qualifier, if there was a yellow, it seemed like that 13 car was on rails uh, coming through the field. Uh, was there something that happened in qualifying to that 13 in the super late, like in qualifying, or was it just a bad lap, or, or what happened in that uh, in that qualifying session to mire him so far back in that last chance? Uh, because I, I honestly think that he had a car that could not just compete for the win, but he like in the last chance, I mean... It, it, you know, he was laying down some really fast lap times. Uh, he could have been right up front in that uh, in that snowball derby had he made the race. Yeah, they made a lot of gains throughout the week, and especially in the qualifying. Um, they focused on long, which is really good. If we if we could have made the race, I'm not quite sure. in qualifying, uh, we didn't talk much about it. We just focused on what we could do to get the last chance. But starting last, and it was just so hard to make up positions for him. But, yeah, the car was very good. Uh, to me, it looked like if we could have got into the snowball, it would have been a good shape. But <clears throat> uh, we unfortunately didn't. Definitely a tough pill to swallow, but it happens, right? Yeah. It happens to the best of them at, at the Snowball Derby. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of cars. There's a tremendous amount of effort that goes into it all around. Uh, there's nothing to hang your head about. Uh, it was definitely right there. Just one spot away from that transfer spot for uh, for Cassius and the team. Uh, but uh, definitely, uh, you know, a difficult pill. We were all cheering for him. He's like an honorary Canadian. Yeah. You know, that's he what is. we got. Yeah, we yeah. got to call him an honorary Canadian. I know he's from the U.S., but, uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of maple leaf on him. So it's uh, it was definitely a tough pill to swallow. Obviously, you guys would have wanted that to uh, to to transpire. But uh, but you did make it in the race. You did make it in the snowflake. You had a you had an impeccable run. A uh, lot of fun to watch. Uh, give yourself a scorecard. What what do you need to improve upon when you head back to Five Flag Speedway the next time as a driver, as a team, uh, as a group? Uh, I think our, our drivability in the race was kind of a point. worked on it. Like I mentioned, caution and uh, pit road. That was one of our best efforts. That we just came out, everybody kind of started to come back to it. Uh, me, personally, I think I, I always need to improve on qualifying. I was actually pretty nervous, and I don't usually get nervous, but it's pretty nervous before qualifying. Uh, we don't get to qualify at home. I know for sure, even when we come down to Maine and there, it's all heat race. So when we come down here, I feel like we're a little bit behind. Uh, we practice mock runs, but you just don't simulate perfect what qualifying is going to be. Uh, I think that's my biggest point that I can work on. <clears throat> As a team, I mean, we, we work together great right now. King Racing is just it's a great team all the way around. We had some great guys. Um, Alex came up to do our tires for us, and 
a couple other guys, Shane and Nick and Craig Conwhite, another driver from up home, they all came down to help us out. And Corey Hall, another guy, uh, I think, I mean, he put in a big effort this weekend for me. Andrew worked together to kind of capitalize on both of our cars. <clears throat> and it was really just great to work with everybody and um, have a good time at the end of the day. We're with Austin McDonald, driver of the 13 from Pick 2 County out in Nova Scotia. Did a great job in the Snowflake 100 at Five Flags Speedway. Uh, I do believe you came home 22nd. Now, the ticker said 23rd. Yep. Yep. Is it 22nd officially that you finished up? I think it was 22nd. I'm not sure. I, my main goal coming into the weekend was to just qualify for the um, But once we got there and I saw our practice speed, some confidence and I figured well maybe we could get a ten or a top five out of this race everything right and after the same thing I had I had a lot of confidence that we could do that. Um the car was great in the feature. <clears throat> like I just kinda ran out of luck. I can always use a little bit of luck and I thing I think we could work on if you guys could figure out how to get me some more luck. I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you jam that into the pocket and take it with you. Now, uh, Speed Weeks is coming up, of course, in February. What do you think? Are you going to take that 13 and head back down to Florida for Speed Week, or what's the plan there, bud? It's it's definitely something that we're at right now. We have no, no plan set in stone uh, for next year. I think we'd really like to get down and do some more racing in the South. So, uh, Speed Weeks is definitely one of my favorite places to go, and my grandfather's. Uh, so uh, hopefully you'll see us there. No, that's I, cool. Talking about the luck portion there, um, I, I can't tell you how to get good luck. I don't think that anybody can. But I can tell you how to eliminate bad luck, and that is do not buy maple cookies. <laughs> and and uh, it, Donald Donald Reinhardt is notorious for these damn maple cookies. You know, you know, a, a race team has got you know goodies in the hauler, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. A good a race team's got you know they got good drinks. They've got you know like Pepsi and Coca Cola and bottled water and Gatorade and all that good stuff. You know, and then you've got the goodie tray, right? And then you could have chips, you could have cookies, you could have you know grapes and all those different things, right? And maple cookies. If Donald Reinhardt brings maple cookies and puts them in the hauler, we're going to wreck. We're going to yeah. blow up. We're going to end up upside down on fire. And then we're going to crash the hauler on the way home. That's what happens like yeah. every time. And he continues to do it. And so I told him, never bring maple cookies to the racetrack again. He stopped. And uh, we went out there and won the next race. And, and I tell you what, that there is the ticket. If you've ever bought maple cookies and put them in your hauler, you need a little bit of an exorcism. <laughs> That would do. We didn't have any with us. So All right. Well, that's good. Never eat wrong. maple cookies. Austin, <laughs> it was dynamite to see you run. You are turning heads as well. Uh, all three is this weekend in the Snowflake. Did a tremendous job. Did the country proud. Um, you, you had to feel that support. How was the social media and stuff? I bet everybody at home was going nuts. Oh, I mean, I got to love the fans and everybody that supports me. Right after the race, so I didn't pick up my phone. It's been dead for four or five hours before the race. Uh, as soon as I got it charged, I looked on it. And just the support, buddy, up in Nova Scotia and Canada. I mean, all my all my fans and supporters. I just I have to say thank you, to those guys. I mean, it's always nice to hear messages and and all and all of the support after the race. I mean, it's hard when you wreck and uh, when you come all the and really put all your effort into having a good run and something like that goes wrong. Uh, it's just it's really nice to have that support from everybody, see from you guys. I mean, I always love talking on your show, and 
it's really great that you guys make the effort to this for us racers. Well, hey, what you do on that racetrack and what you drivers did was phenomenal. Congratulations on a successful uh, first trip down to Five Flags Speedway in the iconic Snowball Derby weekend. But I can see a bright future for you. We can see that up here in Canada. But uh, uh, And you know what? Hopefully this pandemic is gone, right? And we'll be able to get together at some point through 2022 out there on Canada's East Coast. Do you plan on running the uh, Pro Stock Tour by chance? Uh, probably not the full tour. Uh, we'll probably run a few races. I'd like to see the RBK 250 come back this year. I'm not sure what's going to happen that way, but uh, there's certainly races that we will, as well as down south. Awesome stuff. I know we'll keep in touch with you, bud. We'll be keeping our eye on you, as we always do. Uh, again, congratulations. Have a safe trip home. Say hi to everybody for us, and uh, I know we uh, look forward to catching up with you again real soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you a lot. You want to believe it. That's Austin McDonald, driver of the number 13 for King Racing. Man, they did a great job. Too bad he wrecked out, but Joe, that's what happens sometimes, right? Like sometimes, uh, yeah, and you got to have those pages in the book to know that, uh, you know, when those guys do hit victory lane, uh, that, that that's why those celebrations are pretty big when those guys do it because chances are that guy that won the race has been in Austin's shoes where, you know, he got to a race and he had a good car and he had a good, like everything was going well. And he gets tied up in somebody else's mess, and boom, you're out of the race. It sucks. Absolutely. It's definitely a part of it. And, uh, you know, it's very rare that you show up to a race the first time and, and, and you know, get the W, especially in an iconic race like that, uh, whether it be the Snowflake or the Snowball or, or Speed Weeks or what have you. Um, you know, to, to when you see a driver unload, that's why it is such a big deal. When you see a driver unload for the first time and go out there and get the W, oh, wow. um, it's, it's, it's a big thing. Um, you know, it's, uh, there's, there's, there's so many variables that, that you need to check off. Um, and making it to the end of the race is, is by far the biggest one, right? It's, uh, you can do everything right and get caught up into somebody else's mess. So it's, uh, you know, definitely difficult, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to stomach for him, but, uh, and that's, that's why I asked the question. I asked the question to a lot of guys, what do you need to improve upon? Right. What do you feel like you need to improve upon? Because I feel like that teaches a lot of people when they're listening, what, what the experience was like, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, very. You're never actually going to hear a driver say, "I was perfect. The team yeah. was perfect. Yeah, Everything yeah. was perfect." Yeah. Um. You, you know, there's even the, if they won the race and let every a hundred percent. If they, they won the race and let every lap, they would still say, I "Well, mean, if, I could do a little. I, bit I could do here. a little bit better in the yeah. center, or I could get a little bit more drive off." You know, those things are are invaluable, and and uh, you know, to kind of get in, in inside the mind of of a driver like that. Austin has got arguably the brightest future when it comes time for late model racers from Canada. I would say that, you know, the pedigree of Roly McDonald, his love and passion for the sport, his position that he's in, right? He's built a business with Andrew Hicken and those guys, oh, yeah. uh, you know, servicing racing. Um, he, he's got the potential. He's got the connections. He's got the relationships. Um, Austin can talk, he can drive, he can, he can, you know, he, he understands the sport and he's grown up in it. And, uh, you know, a guy like Austin has got an extremely bright future in the sport. Yep. If he went to cup, if he went to cup racing and, and won a championship, I would not be surprised. Mm. 
the same thing goes for the previous guest that we had, Trayton Lapsovich. Yeah, he's another I one echo, that's got big I potential. echo the same thing. Now, are they going to make it to Cup and win a championship? Maybe. Maybe, but are, is it likely? It's not It's not necessarily likely. It's, it's, it's a shot. There's a chance. And that's the thing. There's that's very more few, than a lot of guys. A hundred percent. These guys actually have a shot. That's what. That's the important part about the entire thing is that they have that shot, um, and and they have to surround themselves with good people, which you they're proving to have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, to make it to where they're at now, uh, to have the success that they're having, and all of those things. Um, definitely, uh, you know, interesting. Are the, the you know. The winner of the Snowball Derby was declared while we were on the air here. Right. Chandler Smith, of course, uh, declared the official winner of the Snowball Derby, the yep. 54th running. Um, the picture of the car, I've got a picture of the car in tech here. Look yeah. at this. Yeah. No front end on it, no yeah. driver's door. They've cleared um, it. No yeah. engine. You know, everything is uh, everything's completely safe, cleared out. Safe to say he had a good teching. Listen, what I also want to do, uh, we got to put a shout out now. Uh, I was kind of hoping we were going to be able to get Jarrett Butcher on the show. Uh, driver of the 54, Porter's Lake, Nova Scotia. I believe they're still from Porter's Lake. Um, Jarrett Butcher and Cole Butcher, brothers from Nova Scotia, uh, both of them. Uh, the 54 car finished eighth in the Snowflake 100, did a masterful job. That is two top 10 finishes for Jared Butcher, another guy that has got a huge, huge potential, uh, does a great job. He was in a Donnie Wilson prepared car. Uh, fantastic job. Comes home eighth. And then we get into the actual Snowball Derby. And uh, his brother, Cole Butcher, finishes today on the podium in the 53 Atlantic Tilt Low Car. Uh, Cole, always a great guest. We've had him on the show uh, like last week, I think we had him on, uh, previewing, heading to the Derby. Uh, Cole did a masterful job, comes home with his best finish yet in third spot and was looking really good uh, heading for that win. Uh, it was uh, just a great day for him. The number nine car, not enough said tonight about Brandon Watson. Uh, he was in the nine, goes for the Snowball Derby, uh, it, it has a terrible qualifying effort, has to go to the last chance qualifier. He started the last chance, Junior, was that fifth or sixth? Yeah. Uh, he started only taking the top four cars. Brandon goes, and he got up to about as far as third, I believe, was as far up in the grid that he went, uh, came back to fourth, and ran, and ran real hard, qualified for the Snowball Derby, did it through the last chance qualifier, today started dead last in the field, and he ends up in 14th spot overall. And what passing, a day for the number nine. Passing for seventh with eight laps to go. He broke a left front. Um, it says a, a, there was a left front component that broke. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's what their tweet says from WMI and from, from those guys. Right. Um, you know, a, a left front, you know, suspension piece broke. So whether that be a bump stop or whether that be, a, you know, what have you, they still finished 14th. They still finished on the lead lap. So obviously it wasn't a major failure or catastrophic failure like we've seen a hub fail on the on the 112 Augie Grill. Right, right. But that being said, there could be, there's a number of things that, that could let go up there um, that, uh, that took the performance out of it. But he was passing for seventh uh, on the bottom side when it did let go. We did see that on the air. 
Um, so he was running deep inside the top 10. Uh, so definitely hats off to uh, to Brandon Watson and all those guys. I find it really interesting. I know we're we're running up oh, alongside yeah. the top here. Yeah, yeah. I find it very interesting, the Canadian involvement on the crew side of things. We just heard Austin McDonald uh, thank, uh, you know, Craig Slonwhite and Corey Hall. Those are all competitors, you know, that he, that, races, that against. he races against. Yep. But also look at the at the crew that that the nine and the 32 brought down with them. Uh, you know, Bubba, they talk about Donald Reinhardt uh, being on the 32 and the nine. He did tires for those guys. Uh, Bubba, you know, races with DJ Kennington, who moved Trayton Lapsovich for the win at uh, at Delaware. And now he's working with him to support him in the Derby. Uh, guys like, if you look at the picture of the nine, guys like Pete Shepard, uh, P.D. Shepard's dad, the second, uh, helping yep. the nine. Uh, you know, you look at, at David White, you look at Bubba being a part of that deal, uh, Stevie, all the group um, that are down there supporting um, the the other Canadians. And that's what it takes. You got to bring the best. You got to bring a group of people uh, with you. Um, and, uh, uh, you, you know, it, uh, it takes a village and uh it you know it, it's it's pretty interesting to see the level of involvement and, and excitement from other people and guys like tj renamato and all those guys uh, mark dilly that it. all supported the entire yes. deal what i'm saying is 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 it wasn't just their team against the world it was right. canada against against the world well that was the exciting part to me. it was super to watch uh and got to put it out to jim Schrado. he did cast the light uh one, the, the, the lead broadcaster, if you will, on the broadcast, uh, he did shine a light on those Canadians. He did give them a shout-out when they were doing, uh, you know, tremendous things. They were doing a good job behind the wheel. Uh, it, sometimes, and every now and then, it, it feels as though some of our Canadian guys get shunned. And I hate, I hate it when I get that feeling because I think, man, should I be feeling like that? Uh, but, but you know what? It, it's true. And I've seen it in the past. Or they'll just say, here's this driver from Canada. Well, Canada is a big country. And come on, you got to yeah. get it figured out. Ontario, Nova Scotia. And there is cities within those provinces. Uh, but you know what? That wasn't the case this weekend. No. They did a great job on that broadcast and uh, shine the light on those Canadian young stars. And we do have some Really, really bright young stars coming through this sport. So, so cool to see. And uh, just want to tip the cap to our neighbors uh, in the U.S. That was a tremendous event. It was great to see. And uh, there's going to be more of it. Let's see. Maybe we can get Canada Corner going again at New Smyrna Speedway for Speed Weeks 2022. That would be really cool to see, too. Like, uh, the, the guys deserve it. I'm calling it right now. I think New Smyrna is going to have lots of Canadian involvement. It always does, always will. Um, Volusia County always has a lot of Canadian dirt yes. contingent. Yes. Um, I'm calling it right now, though, that, that two huge races that you're going to see more Canadians at. And then this was pre-pandemic, but Nashville Super Speedway, Nashville Speedway, um, there's a ton of talk about Canadians that are getting ready to go back there. Nice. Um, nice. There's Good. a ton of Canadians talking about going to the Rattler 250. I'm hearing lots of names that are surprising uh, down there in Alabama. Well, you know what, Junior? We are right up along it here. Uh, we got to throw it back to Toronto. We are not on the air next week. The Grey Cup is coming. And it's going to be live on the channel. We will be back with you for a full two-hour show like normal come December the 19th. 
And that'll be our final show of 2021. And then we will get you ready for 2022 and another full season of Race Time Radio. All live right here on Sirius XM Channel 167. Got to thank Sue here for getting us hooked up. Scotty back in Toronto. If it's Scotty in the air chair back there. Thanks, everybody. You have a good one. Have a safe drive home. Competitors coming back from New Zealand, or from uh, Five Flags. And everybody out there, you be safe. We'll catch you again in two weeks on Race Time Radio Live. Right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 